Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. We just want to say hey to all of our NAVWIC community, whether you are a member of NAVWIC or soon-to-be member of NAVWIC. We're just so glad to have you listening in this morning to NAVWIC Talks, our weekly podcast, here every Wednesday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, listen, you are tuning in to another spectacular show. Uh, We've been having some great shows over the past few months, and this show is no different. But before we actually get into that, I would love to just let you know that we have some really great staff support team here in our studio just lifting up the NAVWIC banner, and they do that wherever they go. So I just want to say good morning to Mr. Gerald Barnes, our uh, consultant extraordinaire, uh, Ms. Ursula Odom, Jada Williams, and none other than our master builder, founder herself, Ms. Ann McNeil. Good morning, Ann. How are you this morning? You know, I can tell you like I tell Jada, every day if I get any better, I'd be you, Jackie, and today (laughs) is no different. I am so excited as we share with our audience today uh, a very special person, a very special industry, and a very special opportunity for our members, our guests, our partners, our sponsors to take these contacts and energy and EV technology and turn them into contracts. But in order to do that, we must have clarity about how much money you want to make, Jackie. And so I'm very excited as we prepare for the show today. I'm also excited as we begin to get ready for 2024 because we are going to be talking a lot about this particular sector because when you think about energy, Jackie, it can go anywhere. 
You have mm-hmm. energy in solar. You have energy in renewable energy. You have energy in EV. You have energy in oil. And I could go on and on when you talk about refinery and all of these different areas, uh, Jackie. So as always, Jackie, as always, let's get this party started. <laughs> Indeed, and let's get this party started. And you know what? And you're talking about energy. That uh, billion-dollar luncheon on last week was just—I don't know the words for it. It was just super fantastic. We had so many great guests on there talking about opportunities in energy, and they are so varied. And if you miss that, man, membership does have its privileges. You'll get an opportunity to. Uh, listen to it. If you missed it, uh, if you are a member, we'll be uh, sending that out shortly. But today we've got a special treat for you because we can't feature every single guest that was on there, but one of our guests uh, we are particularly uh, proud of and has actually been uh, such a great uh, benefit for us, and that is Ms. Tanya Smith who is the director of the Office of Civil Rights for the North Carolina Department of Transportation. And so, again, she was among one of the many guests that were there. Uh, Today, she is being introduced by one of our sponsors, uh, Ms. Denise Qualls with Siemens. And she'll tell you a little bit about Tanya, so I'm not going to go into that right now. But do take a listen, because if you missed it, This was one of those opportunities, as Anne said, where you had a chance to make some connections, some really great connections. And so Tanya will share with us a little bit about how you can leverage some of the best practices and resources to operate in this industry, and then about some of the opportunities that exist with the North Carolina Department of Transportation. So we're going to get into that right after this commercial. So again, go ahead. Go grab your pens, your pens, your pencils, your notepads. You're going to want to take some notes and then join us as we talk with our special guest today, Ms. Tanya Smith, right after this commercial. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. I would like to now um, bring forward uh, Ms. Denise Quarles, who is uh, responsible for uh, external affairs, government affairs, and legislation 
Legislative Strategy and Program Management for Siemens. She will be introducing our next speaker. Also want to thank you for your advocacy um, and continued support, uh, Ms. Quarles, because we know that you have, uh, Siemens has supported us in the past with sponsorships, and we're looking forward to having you to support us in our upcoming year. Ms. Quarles? Absolutely, and Tylene, I will receive that. So well, I am grateful to be here. I think we heard Ms. Ann say a little bit earlier that membership has his privileges. This is one to be able to be a part of the program. So I am excited to see so many people on this call today. I think it is a testament of NAVWIC. I think it's a testament of the topic and certainly our presenters like Ms. Smith, who I have the pleasure of introducing next. So Ms. Tanya Smith is the Director of the North Carolina Department of Transportation um, Office of Civil Rights. Ms. Smith aims to leverage best practices and resources to promote civil rights programming and build a culture of equity and inclusion across the department. Ms. Smith has extensive experience in policy and program development, advocacy and economic development, and development through service spanning over two decades. She joined the North Carolina Department of Transportation back in May of 2018. She has served as a policy advisor for the Office of Civil Rights and Program Administrator for Data, uh, Performance Metrics, and Reporting for the Technical Services Division. Um, I will tell you, um, for those of us who were at the top of this call, and we heard Ralph Cleveland say that the opportunity when it comes to EV and talking about energy is as big as your appetite. Um, I had a chance to be on the call briefly with Ms. Smith yesterday, and she talked about some of that same connective tissue with the billion dollars and million dollars worth of opportunities. So I will stop here, and uh, let's please welcome Ms. Smith to the conversation this afternoon. Thank you. Um, and I'm, am I able to share my screen? Yes. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. I will do that. Okay, well, welcome. Good afternoon. Um, my name is Tanya Smith, and I serve as the Civil Rights Director at the North Carolina Department of Transportation. And I will say that I am really excited to uh, be here today to share with you these opportunities. And let's see. I am going to... See if I can, you are sharing screen. Okay, let me, okay, there we go. Okay, um, so um, I'm also excited to um, tell you as well that I recently began serving as the um, advisor to the Secretary Pete Buttigieg of USDOT for the Advisory Council for Transportation Equity. So I've been taking copious notes so that I can share some of the content and information back to Washington, D.C., and I will tell you, uh, founder Ann McNeil is probably at every event that I've ever gone to. She's representing well, and she's a great standout in her red, so I always know that she's there. 
Um, so my goal today is you've heard a lot of the information from the prior presenters on um, what NEVI is, EV charging station. And so rather than spend some time there, what, what I'm going to do is focus more on business considerations of the sort. Um, as was mentioned earlier, I do have a full slide deck. I'm going to be using an abbreviated slide deck, but the slide deck I have uh, sent to the event planners and organizers, and it's available for the entire member database. Okay, to talk a little bit about the uh, National Electric EV Program, it is estimated that the EV charging market will continue to grow from $3 billion roughly back in 2020. Time is going by when this really hit hard. Um, but it's going to grow to over $32 billion by 2028. We're already at the end of 23, right? So your five-year plan is you know, we're going to really enter into this billion-dollar market. So that's why I'm here today to share with you opportunities. This may be a once-in-a-lifetime generational opportunity to grow generational wealth. Um, so a little bit about the EV charging station market. Um, so North Carolina receives $109 million in NEVI funds just for our state. Those are formula funds. Um, our competitive funds available are $2.5 billion nationally. Um, as said before, stations are privately owned and operated. That is so important to know for future uh, conversations. It's not on the public right-of-way. So that, as a business owner, it gives you a lot of flexibility to have a business plan. Uh, there are two phases of NEVI formula. So one is phase one, where we are now. Most states are here now. Um, I, I've heard some of you ask about the procurement channels. Uh, that's a little bit difficult because as we're navigating this new territory, states have been receiving additional um, guidance as we go along that's making it, that made it delayed a little bit in how we begin to release. We're going to do our RFP, we call it. Um, in North Carolina, probably about Q1, so about quarter one. And that is going to be roughly um, 39 sites, which I'll fast forward because you've heard all this already. I don't want to belabor that. So we're looking at having about 39 proposed stations. Uh, we have 10 existing now and three exceptions requested. 10% of North Carolina's EJ population lives within two miles of a major corridor. That's important to know when you build out your business model. So I want to highlight that. And I'm going to skip through some of those. So why am I here today? So OCR is at the table. I'm on the NEVI team myself. I'm, I'm in all the planning meetings uh, discussing procurement and the legal ramifications of our actions and what we're doing, assessing risk. And really, but the most important thing that I'm hearing is from our large businesses about what those considerations are as they're talking through strategies. Um, but our alignment is with USDOT Equity Action Plan on wealth and job creation. Um, the Office of Civil Rights want to inform our small minority-owned businesses of this grand opportunity to engage in this new and innovative space. Um, electric uh, vehicle charging stations will be everywhere, but but there is a level of complexity in understanding the nuances of the program. So you, you kind of need to know what you do, what you need to do. But what we do is we're here to provide a valuable information and we're developing toolkits for our small businesses, our small minority-owned businesses. 
Um, what we have done around the, the year, we have held webinars and listening sessions and offered technical assistance and supportive services. Um, we're providing workforce and business development program evaluation. Though the DBE program is not necessarily applicable, that's the guidance we receive. Um, however, we are being intentional about having a diverse supplier program. One of the guidances from USDOT is to ensure that information is being shared. So I, I want to share as much and as often as possible. So if you're interested in connecting, we're here to provide the information. So let's go right into some of the business uh, plan considerations. I think this is one of the most important things. So someone asked about what types of uh, contract opportunities are there, um, grant opportunities and professional services opportunities. This is a full scale opportunity. The supply chain can range anywhere from trenching and payment systems to um, uh, the delivery to landscape into all types of operation and maintenance. So there's a lot of different types of contract opportunities. It's up for you to design the space that you want to bid. Um, again, it is private property. So it's everything that you can imagine. You can have public art. You can have private art. You can have a farmer's market. You can have whatever it is that you can dream of that you believe will help make money. So we have design, sales, service, installation, site design, site development, trenching, laying solar panels, traffic signaling, traffic management, GIS mapping, IT support, distribution, uh, cybersecurity, landscaping, maintenance. We also have enhanced customer service experiences, you know, reimagining rest areas um, and exit areas and what that could be to build out of commercial platforms, to flexible spaces, brand partnerships for all my marketing people, great brand opportunity, fulfillment and delivery systems, payment systems, as I've mentioned, which is heavily regulated, utilities, land ownership, materials and supplies, such as canopies. We will need canopies at these sites. Restroom facilities, that's very important. Vending options, how about that? Concessions and site, on-site amenities. What we do know is that most businesses make their money not from fueling, but guess what? From the services that they sell, from the commodities that are in the stores themselves. But before you really get started with all these grand ideas and exploring and creative, let's look at some site business plan considerations, things that you really need to know as a business owner. And so I've met with many, many of your primes, your, your big names, and these are the things that they are considering. Um, and they have asked us just a lot of questions about these areas. So um, one of the first considerations are electricity costs and the utilization of the site, right? Because these can vary. So do you really understand what does um, this look like? Have you mapped it out? If you're not familiar with it, have you consulted with the proper resources? We know that in rural areas where there may be low utilization demand charge, it can be significantly larger than cost of electricity. So what does that mean? It's important to understand utility consumption versus utility demand on and off peak times. Those who have brick and mortars know that um, those rates change. I'll give you an example. Say one uh, vehicle shows up in a month period, they charge at the peak hour of the day for say 
uh, most of the level fives, you're talking about 30 minutes on, on average to charge. So no other cards visit your site for that, for that month. You now have to pay a utility rate at that highest rate of the month, right? So that is going to severely impact profitability. Another example, say you're in a high congested area, you're near a beach. Fourth of July, Labor Day, what are the four major beach holidays of the year, right? And so, or even Christmas time. These are on interstate. They're big for tourist areas. So maybe out of three or four months out of the year, you get a lot of demand, a lot of, a lot of usage. However, off cycle, off season, you don't. How does that affect your business plan? How about if all charges are coming to your site at the same time of the day? Though the charges are five, it's uh, uh, really fast, and you're going to have four parts or larger, the cars may have to wait. How does that impact your peak time of the day? So those are all types of business considerations um, that we're looking at. Um, demand, I'll give you a definition about energy consumption and demand. Just for reference, energy consumption refers to the amount of energy kilowatt consumed multiplied by the price of energy during that billing period. So billing period, how much energy times the price. Peak time, that's your billing cycle rate. Your demand refers to the maximum amount of power drawn at any given time interval, typically 15 minutes during the billing period multiplied by the relevant demand charge. So you have a normal way, think of your home, um, if you wash clothes in the morning versus at the night when you have different demands. So these are all things that I want you to consider um, as you're entering into the space. Um, in rural areas, the allotment may change differently than in, than in highly congested areas and city areas. So that is all something to consider. Um, but I also want you to know that electricity, in case you did not know, your utility rates are negotiable. You can go to your utility provider and ask for their program. Um, ask to negotiate this. This is a part of your business plan. And so what you want to do, too, is ask them about what programs they offer for small businesses to make utility affordable. So just want to share that with you. Uh, moving on a little bit, your profit payback period and your reimbursement schedules. We know we're dealing with federal funds. Um, there's a 20% match. It may take longer to have a payback period than you probably anticipated. So understand if, what that looks like. If you're going to borrow money, if you have certain outlays that will require you to begin paying right away as opposed to a delayed schedule. So keep all those things in mind. Um, also, keep in mind that operations and maintenance. So there's a holdback percent on O&M to ensure that federal and state compliance must be met. Many states are doing a holdback feature. So ask about that. Say, how long will it take me to get payback period? And how much of that is payback? On average, I will tell you an average of a station will cost you about 800 to about 1.2 million. For O&M, it'll be about 500,000 or so. For utility, you're looking at about 500,000 to 1.5 million. It can be highly variable. So that, those are something to really uh, keep in mind. Again, those demand charges can cost you thousands of dollars per month. So keep that in mind. 
Next, your capital investment and your variable costs. You need to know the building costs, what utility you're willing to bear, how much investment in site design. If you have a really fancy model, keep in mind that someone has to build that out and you have to maintain it, right? Also, some things that you need to look at is um, in case of a storm, right? You also look at uh, how your downtime, uh, your insurance costs, your replacement costs. So there's contract terms that you really need to be aware of. So another one is site amenities and opportunities. Um, for, you know, for your site. What does that look like? What will you offer, right? Um, what will you sell? What types of license agreements do you need to maintain that site for sales of merchandise? Um, and some laws have, uh, if you sell food in a portable space, you get into those uh, food truck laws, right? And those could be a little bit tricky. Um, some states, uh, in, uh, Washington has had these um, like little moped type cars that move around and sell food to bypass having a CDL license to have a big vendor food truck. Just some just some different things to look at. Operations and maintenance. Safety is a big concern for these for these sites. You need to make sure that the there's cameras installed for safety. Who's going to bear the risk of that? Uh, also look at again the insurance, the replacement. If someone goes around and starts blowing up all of your uh, your transponders, all of your electric grids, and everything that you have going on, what happens? Who bears that cost, right? What does your insurance cover? What about the thesis cost? All these things you need to really be aware of. So my short answer is, if you don't have that experience, don't go at it alone. This is a great time to partner with that, you know, because uh, natural disaster is on the rise, domestic terrorism, equipment malfunction. Um, O&M typically covers these items for a five-year period. That's the standard. But there's limitations. You know, what about uh, an act of God, you know, these flood zones, force majeure, clauses? You need to make sure that all of these are, uh, are in it. Your repair fund, there's not a lot of uh, places that can repair these things right away. Have you ever heard of someone get into a car accident that drives a Tesla and they may wait six months for a part? because that's not common. So that's something that you probably need to look at as well. And the last I'll talk about is access to capital and partnerships. We're growing industry, wealth and job creation. Uh, seven major automakers announced plans to build 30,000 uh, DCFC ports by 2030 across the US and Canada. That includes General Motors, BMW, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes, and Stellantis. Ports will be built in urban areas and along major corridors. Ports will include both combined charging stations and the um, NACS charging uh, connectors, I'm sorry, um, that's the Tesla's connector. Are there universal ports? Can, can uh, all vehicles use all the same ports? Um, but also look at how much funds you have on hand, what loan programs. Look at green banks. Green banks is a lot of private funds being put into green banks. Uh, private corporations that have these investment funds. Uh, banks will consider this a risky business because there's no historical. So you will have to perhaps pledge your personal assets with a loan ratio capped at about 60%. So, so can you put the remaining uh, bill? They'll look at credit worthiness, personal net worth, assets, or typical considerations for banks. 
So those are just a few of the considerations that I wanted to go over with you. Um, hopefully, I didn't go over them too fast. I was trying to be mindful of the time and allow uh, all of you to ask any questions that you may have. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tanya. Always a wealth of knowledge. Truly appreciate you taking the time to not just share the opportunities, but giving some of those best practices and um, considerations that business owners need to be aware of to ensure that the opportunity is going to be um, one that can, can support their growth economically and uh, professionally. So truly appreciate your, um, you know, just taking the time to do that. I'm always willing to go above and beyond. And also we want to thank uh, Tanya Smith and the NCDOT for welcoming us um, I believe that was 2022, uh, in which we had our national um, annual meeting in North Carolina and the opportunity to um, collaborate and participate in their, uh, their, their transportation summit. So I'm looking in the chat here. I believe that um, we'll ask that we put questions in the chat. We'll request that our speakers respond to them. I know that we're a little bit behind in our schedule, so I want to be sure to introduce Ms. Bonnie Boone from JP West, who will be introducing our next speaker. But again, want to thank you, Tanya, and want to request that all of our members, if you have questions, place them in the chat. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.